The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero all here with you. Uh, in one of uh, two special uh, Christmas Chris, holiday special episodes, I was like, of the Christmas. Indi- well, holiday, yeah. Pick your pick your holiday here. We don't mind if you celebrate Christmas or uh, Hanukkah or you know Festivus for the rest of us. Kwanzaa once it kicks in on the twenty sixth. There you go. Uh, whichever one, whichever one works for you. Happy, happy fucking whatever, everybody. There um, it is. That's much better. So, uh, for this episode, we are planning on uh, going and breaking down uh, some of the horrible, horrible, god-awful, violent Christmas songs that are out there. Uh, But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, it's actually my turn to derail the episode before we even begin. Uh, So, uh, Shelly, honey, my love, I'm going to start with you. Uh, (laughs) And I saw this question on Facebook earlier, and I'm going to steal it for the derailment today. If you could go back and relive any one thing, a movie, an event, uh, a TV show, like you've never seen it before, reliving it as if you're seeing it again for the first time, what would that be? Dang, Chad Allen. Dang. With this, like, serious, thought-provoking questions, I believe I would go back in time and watch... The first Alien movie, like, I'd never seen it before. Okay. Because it did indeed change my outlook on movies that creep me out. That I could thoroughly enjoy sci-fi ones. And didn't, like... But not slasher flicks. But not slasher flicks. Okay. Yeah. But, like, I remember, like, there was nothing more, like, exhilarating than watching that alien jump out of that lady's stomach. Like, it was, like... Holy crap! <laughs> like the whole world changed. I don't know. It was great. So like I would do that again. Zacharero. Now does this have to be something that I like? Am I going back and reliving something that I experienced already, or I can time travel to any time? Um, I will let you time travel to any time. Hmm. Let's see. Um, I would go see. Um, I would go see uh, Pulp Fiction. In the theaters. Nice. Like when it first came out. And I want to see like. I want to be there when it just blows everybody's mind. And nobody knows how to handle it. Like that would be. That would be ideal. I like it. Uh, for me. I would like to go back. And rewatch again with kids eyes. Uh, WrestleMania 3. Oh okay. Nice. Uh, Hogan Andre. Yeah. Uh, Savage Steamboat. Piper's supposed retirement match against Adrian Adonis, which ended up being a lie, because um, Piper came back a dozen times. But that, right. um, but just that entire show um, from beginning to end uh, was probably the was probably Vince getting WrestleMania just right um, back at that time frame, and. I would love to be able to experience that as if I hadn't haven't don't know anything about that show. 
start me over from square one and do that. I have to say that show probably crystallized WrestleMania being like the flagship. Oh God, yeah. Of the, of the company, yeah. I really feel like that. That's the one they got. Like this is it. Like this is the pinnacle of what we're doing. Right. So <laughs> that was the one where they looked at it and went, "Guess what? We're doing this every goddamn year now." Exactly. Like we're gonna make this happen. Like this is uh, this is it. This and don't get me wrong. WrestleMania one, Vince put like everything because if WrestleMania one failed we wouldn't have WWE at That's all. True. He'd have been done. Um, WrestleMania one worked. WrestleMania two was okay. So I think you're right. WrestleMania three was definitely him like putting, okay, this is me. I'm doubling down right, right now. Here's my show. Here's what I'm going to do. And you're absolutely right. I think Zach's right. From that point, that was like, fuck it. We're doing it every year. Every right. Everyone make peace with it. Cause it's fucking happening. Right. So. And I mean, he had to build on himself. So like, I, I think that was just, like, the start of something, like, considerably great for them. Right. Just, like, we're going to put the best in here, and we can make it a spectacle. And so, like, the years ne- the next few years, it was quite the spectacle. Like, right. you know, movie stars, all kinds of people were there. It was crazy. So, I really think uh, that was his minute. Like, yeah. Yeah, he, he got to do the power yeah. strut. So. Well, drink it in, folks, because that's the last goddamn time we're talking about wrestling on this episode of the Indicast. Yeah, Actually, I know. That might be for the rest of the, this decade. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is Letters to Wrestling Santa. Uh, we'll have oh, a little bit of wrestling in that wrestling one. There, so, yeah. but, that, uh, but look forward to those letters next week. While you're all sitting around your, uh, your Christmas dinner and opening up presents, fuck that you will log on your on TV. Forget the the Arendelle fireplace on Disney Plus. Um, turn on the turn on the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network and listen to us read letters to Santa. There you, go. you get to look forward to. So it's got to um, be better than uh, Alice's Restaurant. Hey now, how dare you? First <laughs> off, Alice's Restaurant's a tradition, and that's Thanksgiving. That's a wonderful eighteen minutes of time that we can all sit Ooh. back and enjoy. Zach, have you ever heard Alice's Restaurant? I'm going to derail the show twice. I don't know if I have. Okay, so it, it's, a, it's a song by a gentleman named Arlo Guthrie, who is a Woody Guthrie son, who was um, both um, famous folk singers. And uh, Arlo has a song called Alice, the, the Alice's Restaurant Massacre, which is a almost a story, you know, a musical story uh, told about the time that he... Uh, dumped a bunch of trash for his friend Alice on Thanksgiving, got arrested for it, and um, ultimately went to trial. Um, This um, trial came up when he was uh, almost drafted to the Vietnam War and kept him from being drafted. Um, Okay. And it's this weird, like, like, Tale and it's but the song is 18 minutes long. Let me just tell um, you, it sounds like your old drunk grandpa who can play the banjo guitar <laughs> decided to sing about this time how he got out of the draft because he had a mark on his record for throwing right. away trash. Right. But it's it's like 18 solid minutes of your life just gone. Just Dang but, it, it's many, in the wind. Many radio stations in the past have have made it a Thanksgiving tradition because the song is set on Thanksgiving in playing Alice's Restaurant. Well, my mother and I have made it a tradition for us for many years, and every year she's to listen to Alice's Restaurant. And um, 
the room that mom and I are in, uh, me and Mama Maximus, are quickly left alone because everybody else goes running away from us because they don't want to listen to Alice's Restaurant um, because they're all haters. Um, but that's okay, nice. So look, I've put in my penance. We've been together a long time. This is true. Long time. So, well, honey, I will make you put in your penance right now. So we are. So, uh, so again, just kind of go over. We are going over myself, Shelley, and Zach have a list of our five absolutely most hated Christmas songs ever. Listen, there's a lot of Christmas music out there. Some of it's decent, uh, but some of it is um, audio uh, waterboarding. And that's the ones we're looking at right now is the audio water, waterboarding here. So, uh, honey, what I'd like you to do is to uh, take your fifth worst song, and we're going to work our way up to the god-awful, I would rather uh, put rusty nails in my toes than listen to this song ever again. And we are going to start with you. So tell us what song it is and why. So, number five. Number should, five. Should be a good chuckle for Chad and his mm-hmm. mom, because it's the answer whenever I don't know an older white gentleman on TV. Mm-hmm. It's Paul McCartney mm-hmm. and the Wings singing that great, great, wonderful Christmas time. Oh, We're simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. You hear it everywhere. On, on, in the elevator, at the mall, like in, like, unfortunately, when you flip through the channels on your car, it's awful. I mean, just, oh, just a wonderful whitewash of, <laughs> of Christmas time. It's, ugh, ugh. <laughs> That's um, number five. <laughs> I, I read somewhere that um, wonderful Christmas time, and by the way, I, it, that song is on my list. It's very much higher up, so my rant oh. for the song will go later. But I did read somewhere where somebody said that Wonderful Christmas Time is a bunch of friends that are um, are practicing witchcraft. Oh yeah, and- I read that too. That they're pay- that they're pagan witchcraft. Uh, yeah, people. And uh, when the chorus kicks in, it's somebody bursted in the room. Right. And uh, they're trying to cover their tracks. I I, I now live that that is the uh, that is the um, official like background story of that song. Oh, it's um, the. Cool. That's definitely complete, complete and utter, uh, you know, kind of, we're, we're going with that storyline from here on out. Yeah, that's the, that's the canon that I accept. Now, I'm going to ask the, the two of you this, since uh, you're both are taking a big old shit on, uh, on Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, no, now, I haven't even to take a shit on Paul right. McCartney. Wait till well, we get to so, the Okay, so then, then, then let me ask Shelly this first, and I'll ask Chad this when we figure out where it is on his list. Um, when it comes to Beatle, traditional Beatles music, um... Are you in the camp with John Lennon that who thought that Paul McCartney making old grandma music was the fucking low point of the band? Because that's a famous quote from from John Lennon that you know some of Paul's songs are just grandma music. Do you feel that same way for Beatles songs, or uh, or is that just for uh, Wonderful Christmas Time? Well. This is an interesting one because my favorite Beatles songs are are sung by Ringo. Right. So I don't know. Okay, hold on. Saying... Oh shit! I heard the word of my some of my favorite Beatles songs are sung by Ringo and burst through the door like the fucking Kool Aid Man. Holy no shit. one's favorite Beatles songs are sung by Ringo. Even Ringo's no, yeah. mom is like, "Hey, Paul was really good, though." Like, no, you first off, first off, first off, Luna, uh, welcome, welcome to, to the welcome show. to the show. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I heard, all I heard was Beatles and I came flying in like a fucking maniac. So I apologize. No, I, I, can, the show. I can vouch for my lovely my lovely wife who who we are we hit I believe uh, eighteen years together next year uh, and I can tell you everything about her from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. No, she's she's not lying to you. Her favorite songs are indeed the ones sung by Ringo. Oh, um, like, I wish I was kidding. I'm very yeah. serious. I like, wish you were kidding. Octopus's Garden? Come on, what the fuck? Yellow Submarine <laughs> is her favorite. Octopus's Garden is a close second. Yes. And we're not even and we're not even lying about it. She Dude, have you heard other Beatles songs or like did somebody <laughs> just make you listen to Ringo growing up? I am quite the fan. I mean, a dissection. But let me be for real. When Paul sings, it's like grandmas came to town. It's like, ugh, old ladies throwing okay. their bingo cards Okay, not me. every song okay. is when I'm 64, okay? Like, oh, darling, fucking slaps. Like, there are some great-ass Paul tunes that are not just his granny shit. Hey, hey Jude? I mean, uh, no, I mean you. Hey, Jude is great. It is great. It is great. I have to say, that one's pretty good. But, but this... <laughs> But this Christmas song, oh Jesus! Yeah, put put me to bed, Grandpa. Like, what are we talking about? It's, no, put me to bed, Grandpa. That's pretty much what I said. God is right. <laughs> now, no now let me say, uh, if the opposite to kind of answer Zach's question on that one, my favorite Beatles songs are the ones where they started experimenting with drugs. Um, you can you can keep fucking I want to hold your hand right. and help and all that. I I. Don't get me wrong, they're they're classics. I, I respect their place in musical history. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but until you start getting into like, you know, I am the walrus, cuckoo, cachoo, that's when I start paying attention. And that's when <laughs> Ringo comes in right. and sings some great tunes. They were they that's were so fucking when high. Ringo comes in. <laughs> They were so fucking high. They let they let Ringo sing a few. Right. Everybody, legitimately, they had three other amazing singers, and all of them were so stoned. I was just gonna say because they were so baked out of their minds, they couldn't function. And George Martin was like, "Just fucking put Ringo in, I guess. He's our hail mary here." Like, God, like, like the greatest hero. And I'm like, boom, 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 I got this. Like, come on. <laughs> but, but no, oh, Jesus. She is she is definitively telling the truth. So that is unfortunate. Well, Look, the kids can even sing along. It's great. That's how much I play those songs. She's not. She's not wrong. So Jeez. okay. Well, well, I'm gonna give you back to Zach, yeah, and I'm gonna go cry and listen to good Beatles music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, she really that, likes Ringo. I know. I know. Raven Ringo's mom doesn't like Ringo. I know. Well. Everyone listening home, you will definitely, I'm sure, hear from Luna again. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you she will crash the podcast again later on. And I love that we came up with this whole concept of everyone's bottom five in order to, like, expedite the process instead of, like, the bracket system. And we've already had a complete breakdown after the first pick. Complete. A complete well, let's, let's see how quickly we can keep destroying that. What's your fifth one? Right. Uh, mine is uh, Step Into Christmas by Elton John. Oh. Uh, it's very, it's got, it's got the earwormy element to it, um, which, you know, is, is annoying to start with. But um, I, one of the things that I have as sort of a running theme as I'm looking this list over is that it really irks me to, for there to be Christmas songs 
that don't, that don't have like a tight rhyme scheme to them. <laughs> and so Step Into Christmas is definitely part of that. I'm just like, you know, there's some parts that rhyme. There's some parts that don't rhyme at all. And that really bugs me. Um, and it's also this weird, like, non-denominational Christmas song. I don't know. I just don't. I've never really liked it. It's, I find it incredibly annoying. Like, the amount of people who shit on uh, Last Christmas by Wham, all of their, like, points, I kind of just copy-paste on to Step Into Christmas. <laughs> okay. That's that's valid. I can, I can understand that completely. So... All right, Chad All right. Allen. What yeah, what's we, yours? What's your fourth? Uh, well, my, I should probably do my fifth first since oh, I haven't actually done my oh, fifth yet. I thought you talked so much. I thought we had gotten. Oh, I, I'm so sorry, sorry. Miss. Like, went on a 20 minute rant on Ringo songs. Yeah, I mean, jeez, I barely had a chance. Justice for Ringo over here. Right. Me and Luna um, are about to fight. Like, <laughs> um, well, actually, let me. Let me, uh, interestingly enough, Zach kind of segued me on that one. My fifth worst Christmas song is indeed Last Christmas by Wham. <laughs> there um, you go. The most, uh, possibly one of the most uh, saccharine, uh, oh. annoying, syrupy fucking Christmas songs out there. And I've listened to the entire Carpenter's Christmas album before. <laughs> So, uh, and and by the way, I love the fact that Whamageddon has become a thing. I know. Because it has now become it's, a thing. Now it's given me an actual excuse to dodge Last Christmas by Wham, um, <laughs> so that I don't actually like I, I don't have to. I'm hoping that I don't get uh, that I actually make it through because then that means I went through an entire season without hearing that fucking song. Um, now, but, does it bother you that like the song itself doesn't really have anything to do with the holidays? It's just sort of like tacked on uh i don't know it's it's, to me it's like the most generic like how can we make a christmas song without really making a christmas song well here's here's my thing i will i i think the argument for whether last christmas is a christmas song falls into about the same vein on whether die hard's a christmas movie oh yeah Um, if you think it's okay okay i can see that where it's like it's literally just one aspect of it is is right technically connected to the holiday Right, so I'll let it be a Christmas song. That's fine. It's just not a good Christmas song. It's just not good. Uh, Zach, why don't we have you do number four? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number four for me is, uh, I actually did a little research in leading up to this. I was seeing, like, oh, what have, like, other publications said? Like, Esquire has a list, and there's been some other ones. And none of them had Dominic the Christmas Donkey. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey. Really? Oh my gosh, that's funny, because a bunch of the ones I ran into did. Well, then I'm in agreement with all of them. I fucking hate that song. It's so (laughs) stupid. It sounds like it's like, it's supposed to be, like there's a lost uh, claymation short somewhere that's like that, that's the story. And it just sucks, and I hate it, and it's really stupid and annoying. And I think the anytime a song has an animal sound as part of the refrain, I'm automatically putting it in the shit pile. And that includes who let the dogs out, and you know, various other uh, songs that yeah that have like animal sounds to them. With the exception, of course, being DMX. Bless, he can do whatever the fuck he wants, but. (laughs) Other songs 
that have animal noises as part of the refrain or part of the song structure immediately go in the garbage heap. Okay, that's a that's a, a valid point. I have to say, uh, they uh, th- that particular Christmas donkey song apparently inspired another Christmas song that's terrible, which is apparently about a hippopotamus. Like, so now, Pat, I, I I almost feel like before we go to number one, we should pick out some honorable mentions because I definitely because yeah. that I, would definitely I, I be have... on mine. I do indeed have an honorable. I have an honorable mention sitting. To be honest, okay. I, not only do I have an honorable mention, I have a Christmas song that I that I absolutely love, but I totally shouldn't because I guarantee it's going to show up on somebody's list other than mine. Well, clearly, fucking uh, wonderful Christmas time showed up on somebody's list, so we're we're burning bridges already on this episode. All right, so who's next? Yeah, that one, that one's definitively on my list later. So, uh, honey, what okay. what's your number four? My number. My number four. Hold on. Sure. It is Santa Baby by Magdata. Santa Baby, I'm hurried down the chimney tonight. You could now, really probably pick anybody who sang this song to be in this slot. Santa Baby is just an awful way for female singers to revitalize their career. It's well, awful. no, but no, but what the original. The original is is pretty weak. The original was done by Eartha Kitt, if I remember correctly, though, right? So, now now this this whole thing brings up an interesting point because thus far we've picked one-off songs, meaning like fucking Elton John, Wham, Paul McCartney and Wings. This is a song that's been the Shelley's pick is a song that's been covered. Oh, I don't know, ten trillion times. Right, and she's specifically (laughs) picking the Madonna version. Although right. she did come back and say, like, now the song just sucks. I was actually considering a few different songs based on one particular version of it, but decided there were more egregious sins in the way first. Um, but I'm interested to have that as part of the discussion. Like, what I agree that this seems to be on the uh, producer's checklist of, like, okay, you're a female song, you know, you're a female singer or maybe songwriter. Um, you use sex appeal in some way in your act. Therefore, you have to sing the song in a baby voice. And right. and it's going on the album. So what is it about the Madonna version in particular that really irks you? Because I, for one, think that the Eartha Kitt version is awesome because it fits her gimmick. Like, that's who she was as a as a as a pop culture person was like you know she's the one with the like oh men should be like tissues they should be soft and disposable like she lived that gimmick so the song fits her but like there's plenty of female singers who have sang that song and i'm like this doesn't fit you at all like this isn't who this isn't your gimmick like which is exactly why the madonna version is probably the worst it is it is Sung by the least Christmassy kind of human being, like it, it feels super phoned in. Like, dang, I gotta do this Christmas album. They're harassing me about the Santa Baby song. Apparently, I have to put it on. It just didn't fit. It just doesn't. Fit. It doesn't fit her her singing style. It doesn't fit like just Madonna as a whole. It was just, and it's so very era specific. So it's like. Oh, this is grating on your ears now. So, oh, it's just, it's just bad all the way around. Terrible song. And I don't disagree. That did not make my list, but you're absolutely right. Horrible song. Um, 
So well, my number I was, four. I was to say before we go to Chad's, one thing I, I'm I'm discovering as sort of a running theme here mm-hmm. is um, not just for me, where it's my personal grievance of if it doesn't have a good rhyme scheme, I hate it. But I think the theme here is Christmas songs that sound like there was a deadline <laughs> that the, that the performer or the produ- production company missed. And then it's like, you're fucking doing it. So it's like, you know, uh, last Christmas. Oh, well, we had this song written about like a breakup and trying to get back together. Well, we need a goddamn Christmas song. Right. Okay, put Christmas tree in the fucking refrain. We're good. Like, you know, some of the other options here. Step into Christmas, same thing. It's like, hey, we need a goddamn Christmas song. Okay. Uh, ba 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 Hey, Santa here, da da. Like they all, the, like a lot of these that are coming up, just seem like, hey, you better have a goddamn Christmas song figured out in the next ten minutes. It's like, oh Jesus, okay, here we go. What you're saying is there's a stink of sellout. Yeah, a little, bit. a little bit. And I yeah. and I do agree. Although I don't have a problem with Santa Baby, I do agree that with Madonna, particularly, it's very much like you would. You're such a um, uh, an evolving musician that you would think that she would bring her own flavor to the song and she doesn't not at all not even a little <laughs> so all right now you can go chat sorry um my number four is probably one of the most um cut your wrists drunk you know drinking and taking pills to try to end your life <laughs> depressing songs Known oh. to mankind, uh, and that that is, and it's not the one everybody's immediately thinking. I know what all of you are thinking, up, right? That's got to be higher on the list. You might be amazed, yeah. um, but uh, the song I'm talking about is uh, "Same Old Lang Syne" by Dan Folgerberg. Oh, I thought about adding this on there because I also fucking hate that song. What a depressing pile of shit that song is. And also has like next to nothing to do with Christmas and is right. just sort of like, uh, I don't know, throw Christmas in at the end. Right. And like, it, it's like, it's a weird, like depressing Christmas New Year's yeah. song. So it's like that song that fall, that really should, should only play between like December 26th and, you know, December 31st. But uh, every time I hear it, I'm like, I wanted violently shift my wheel towards the nearest phone pole. That's how depressing this goddamn song is. Um, well, and it's, it's not even... It's not even depressing for a reason. Meaning, <laughs> it's not like a somber Christmas song or like a, hey, let's remember, let, like, let's be thankful or something. You know, you could make a, a Christmas song or a holiday song that's maybe a little more you know, about reflection and, 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 you know, or, you know, people that we lost, family that we lost, something like that. Right. This is just like a song like, oh, I went back home and the cheerleader's still pretty hot, but we still didn't fucking get the bang in. Damn it. Right. Like, that's not a great Christmas song. No. No. Got and actually here, and I, you know, you're going to help me segue a little bit because you were talking about how this song isn't even like depressing for a reason. 
Uh, my number three uh, is actually a song that seems to be depressing for a reason, but it's it, it's the idea behind it and the and what they the money that they raised because they put this single together was Uh-oh. worth you know going towards what it went for, but it's 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 it comes under like what I feel like is just one of the douchiest themes possible, which is do they know it's Christmas by Band Aid? So I would say this is this would definitely be on Luna's list. She fucking hates this song. Right. So Band Aid. So for those that don't know, back in the eighties, there was a, a big thing about trying to raise money for like starving people in Africa and things like that. Um, so they had a large group of musicians and mostly British musicians, because this was uh, out of Britain. Uh, this was kind of like our, um, uh, we are the world. Right. Right. It's the sequel to we are the world. I think it was the sequel to we are the world. So, so this is what they came up with. And it was basically a song talking about it's Christmas time. And, oh, I wonder if the starving people in Africa realize it's Christmas now. And the idea was to get people to raise money for them, to send them money to help them out. But like, oh, if they just realized it's Christmas. Well, first off, maybe they don't celebrate Christmas, you you self-important assholes. And even if they do, yeah, they probably know that doesn't stop them from being starving, you, you dipshit. Um, yeah. How about stop singing about it and just send money? And the song, and the song itself is just horrible. Um, but you know, you're exactly right. The elephant in the room is them like, oh, if we just fucking came together and raised some money, then we could fuck. Hey, assholes, you're all rich. Right. You fucking give them money. Yeah. How about how about instead of putting together a really shitty Christmas song that sadly gets played every year? Um, how about you just yeah, you just pool up some money um, and send it off and be on your fucking merry. But no, every year I have to be tortured. By goddamn, do they know it's Christmas by Band Aid? So this uh, is one of those times where white people are trying to be white people. Yeah. Like, oh, this is white people be whiten right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that's, you're not wrong. Because people in Africa are kind of laughing at you. Like, well, and, but that's, and I don't want to be like the fucking, you know, I don't be goddamn the Alex Jones of the fucking podcast here, but it does <laughs> seem like kind of like this phony wokeness kind of song and sort of like first world country guilt yes, for right. Christmas, you know, of like, yeah, you you got that PlayStation, but you know what? There's fucking starving people out there. Yes. I'm aware of that. The world is an unjust place and I'll do what I can, but don't <laughs> fucking poop on me because, Ooh, I'm excited. I got to unwrap something. Right. Yes, this is exactly how my mom got me to eat all my food. She was like, Shelly, there's starving kids in Africa. You have to eat that food because, like, someone else could could have needed it. We should have, you know, given it to others. And my right. whole thought as a child was, Ugh, that sounds like your suburbanite guilt. Right. <laughs> like, hey, that sounds like that. your problem. Right. Well, get a doggy bag, pack <laughs> yeah, that shit right. up. It's not like you're going to send it over there, right. Bob. Calm it down. Like, so, yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I don't feel bad. I'm always like, oh, this song is so dumb. Right. We kind of all just laugh about it. Yeah. It's a good show. And also, also very much a, uh, a a white people be whiten of like, oh, what a problem. What an issue. Well, you know, there's some real world solutions that could, re- you know, we reformat 
you know, some of like this or maybe raise the taxes on certain things that could probably help. We'll sing a song. We'll sing right. a song. And that'll, right. that'll probably fix it, I think. Right. Really? You think so? Yeah, probably, it'll probably fix itself. Whatever. I'm so glad that those people nowadays just have a TED Talk and we can move on. Right. Like, right. They like, go, oh, oh really? People. If you just, and we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'll slap a like on it. Please leave me alone. Exactly. Uh, Zach Romero, what's your number three? Um, this one I, I was uh, swiping pretty high on because um, uh, half of my family are like beautifully dumb hicks. And so this one should be in my bloodstream and yet I fucking hate it. And that has got to be uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe <laughs> Like <Wow>. it's... <laughs> see? See? Okay, here's the thing. Chad's reaction just now is basically everyone's reaction the first time you hear the song. It's just, oh, okay. Like, that's it. You got it, and you're like, oh, okay. And? And then what makes it worse is, like, the expansion of it, because there's, like, a goddamn cartoon movie where they stretch out the song to, like, fill a whole movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. How but it's just, not- like, how have you not reviewed that yet? Uh, because I would just stab my eyes out. I gotta. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm too busy reviewing fucking Spookly, the Christmas Elf, or whatever. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, no, that one's on the list. I fucking hate that song. It's. It's. And again, th- there's like a. There's certainly an element to it that, like, deep in my southern hickey soul, it speaks to with like its twanginess. But just the concept is so goddamn stupid. And just goes nowhere. It's just like, oh. And it's just very, like, absurd in terms of, like, oh, I know Santa's real. Why? Because he fucking murdered a family member of mine. That's how I know. That's the... Oh, (laughs) you left some cookie crumbs on the floor? Guess what? Nana's fucking dead. That's how I know that Kris Kringle is is not a legend. Krampus is real, and he fucking murdered my grandmother. So... Uh, okay, honey. What was so? What was your number three? Just my out of interest. My number three was also Grandma got run over by <laughs> a reindeer. You're goddamn right it was. Shelly, you're the best. Because because let's be for real. As a young tan girl, listening to Christmas music, this one song always broke my black family's holiday cheer right out. We'd be listening to a Motown Christmas, some other wonderful, like, you know, music comes on, some things would mix in, and all of a sudden, all this song comes on, and every person in my family goes, ah, dang, and everyone finds something else to do for three minutes. It is annoying, unnaturally childlike, It's, it's just awful, and it's a little too country. So you're yes. like, oh, and it's twangy, and you just, it, it like sticks in your brain, and you're like, why am I thinking about this later? It's awful. It's awful. So I have now, to say, it, it's a pretty, I'm, I was really close to making this a little bit higher. It's really bad. <laughs> now let me, let me present this question to the group. Is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer 
the Christmas equivalent to the Monster Mash. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like I like Lawyer Chad. I like uh yes it is. Yes, I, I quickly I quickly became Jacob Jacob Pillar Esquire again for a moment to go uh, yeah, yes, yes. I completely agree that that is indeed the uh yeah that that is your Christmas equivalent of the monster mash. It's, it's, def- <laughs> it's 100% that. So but it's something- shallow. It's I just love sort of more. True, yeah. I do too. I do too. I could get down with the monster mash, but it's similar in terms of like it's building a lore for something <laughs> that doesn't matter, right? You know, um, it's it's like it's still got the earwormy element to it. It's still just it kind of has like a children's sort of vibe to it, even though it's not really like a children's story. Because again, with monster mash, you're looking at you know they're making references to horror films that children probably wouldn't know at a young age necessarily but it's still presented in a package of like this is a kid song same kind of thing like hey it's christmas time oh santa and the reindeer also sit your kid down you have to talk about them what death means and that people don't live forever and you know and (laughs) they're gonna have a very uncomfortable talk around the christmas tree can I say the one thing that I'm surprised most about the monster versus the monster mash versus grandma got run over by a reindeer is the amount of people that have remade the monster mash. You don't see a lot of remakes of grandma. Got sure, run over even, by the, even the misfits did a cover of the monster mash, but yeah, uh, nobody wants to touch grandma got run over by reindeer. Cause I feel like unless you're a country music act, that's not even on the radar. But see, that's the thing. I want somebody, have you seen on, um, YouTube, have you seen Frog Leap Studios? No. You should look them up. It's a, it's a, a gentleman who's in, like, the Netherlands or something yeah. like that. But he does metal covers of all sorts of different songs. Okay. Um, he's got a wonderful cover of Toto's Africa, and I know everybody's yeah. done Africa, but his version is absolutely amazing. But I, would, and, uh, but I would love to see him do a metal cover of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, because I think that would be hysterical. No um, one else has touched it, so... Angela, you look like you had something about grandma. I'm sorry. When... No, I just remember that with both of our kids, when they first heard the song, I indeed had to entertain a 20 minute discussion about why grandma would be on the roof and why right. Santa would hit her. And like literally had, I, I've literally had grandma, these discussions. Why was grandma on the roof? That is a wonderful question. Grandma was really a drunk idiot. She was climbed up on the roof. What the hell? I just at some point was like, children, children why people be crazy right and we had to move on like that's that's always i feel my like i feel like that that discussion's only gonna make things worse uh-huh. well, why, well, why was grandma up there well I, because sometimes people do crazy but didn't santa why didn't santa well because it was snowy maybe he didn't see yeah but i thought rudolph's not santa doesn't fucking exist okay okay uh-huh. is that what you want me to say the song's not fucking real <laughs> Usually no, you just tell nobody, them to go upstairs nobody before actually, you get there. Nobody actually died. <laughs> right, just go upstairs. Don't die. All right, all right, all right, all right. What's the next one? All right. So okay, what's your number two? My number two is the saddest Christmas song ever made. I mean, by far. We have we have all heard it. We covered that. Same old line sign by No no. <laughs> no no. It is Christmas shoes. She's been sick for quite a while, and 
know these shoes will make her smile. Want her to look beautiful. If Mama meets Jesus tonight. You know it. You heard it. It made you cry. It's terrible. It's just, why are we doing this to ourselves? Don't we have enough depression in the world? I thought Christmas was happy. I, I don't know. But Christmas shoes will remind you that that there's some sadness in the world and you should cry it out. Like, it's awful. It's an awful Christmas song. Number two. Well, I'm, I'm going to come out and say that was my number one was Christmas <laughs> shoes. Christmas um, I feel like there's, like, some kind of conspiracy behind it. Like, I feel like the Catholic Church commissioned somebody to make that song because Christmas got too commercialized. So they were oh. like, let's make everybody feel real shitty and make sure that they're making it to Midnight Mass. Like, the, that's ultimately... Because the fucking punchline of the song is I just want Mommy to look her best if she sees Jesus fucking Christ tonight. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's an unnatural cry fest. And if there's anybody who knows how to guilt you in, it's the Catholic Church. Like, they're, yeah, I, I just, they're, they've I, got some good games for years. Probably I, the case. But yeah, I, I you can't even don't you understand. read the lyrics to this song and not want to cry. Like, it's horrible. I, I just don't understand what the driving force of the song was. It's like, it, was it, it almost feels like a one-upsmanship in terms of like, you know, any, any kind of like holiday inconvenience. Like, oh, they ran out of Tickle Me Elmo's. You couldn't get it for Black Friday. Well, guess what? Mama might be dying tonight. So make sure you get her some fucking Air Jordans on the way out. Oh, the candy cane got a little too sharp and poked you in the cheek. Jesus on his throne of angels waiting for your mother who loves you like no one else. Merry goddamn Christmas. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's awful. So I would like to say that Christmas Shoes is my song that I shouldn't love. Oh, but, don't! What, what in the hell? What kind of fucking trolley bullshit is this? How? What is it? So how, here, how do you justify this song? Back, so backstory. No, the song itself has got awful. No, I'm, I'm thoroughly, I'm thoroughly honest in the absolute awfulness of the song. Here's the thing, and here's the backstory, the honest backstory of this one here. That song we used to when I worked uh, one of my previous jobs. Uh, the lady that I refer to as my sister, who's not actually my blood sister, but might as well be. Um, and I both worked at the same, the same bank. And at Christmas time, we got the, we were allowed to bring the radio out and turn it on to the 24 hour Christmas station. And whatever Christmas shoes would come on, me and my sister Spiffy would start dying of horrible, evil, we're going to hell tomorrow laughter because of how obviously horribly, obviously the song was written to do exactly what Zach was just ranting about there, which is try to pull your heartstrings and make you feel bad that you didn't, you're absolutely right that you didn't get that tickle me elbow cabbage patches were sold out this year. Your daughter can't have that fucking LOL doll. 
or whatever it is, because <laughs> goddamn mommy's about to go up to the pearly gates and walk her way through, and she better be wearing them nice shoes that she wants to, that he wants to pick up. So, uh, you, you know, fuck your happiness on Christmas. And it's, every it's, year, it's it's Tiny Tim from A Christmas Carol, the fucking song, right? Uh, and it's it's so horrible, but. Again, Spiffy and I, being absolutely god-awful, horrible human beings, used to laugh hysterically through the entirety of this, this you know, heartbreaking song about a fucking mother dying, because okay. that's how evil we are. So to this point, every time that song comes on, that's the memory that pops in my head, and I can't not help but love that song, because of how absolutely god-awful it is, and how horrible of a human being I am. Yeah, I admit the it, devil. I'm okay with it. So. Okay. I feel like this song, Christmas Shoes, was made by the same people in that Band-Aid situation. <laughs> yeah, like, that was just... their plan B. We didn't raise enough money. We didn't make enough people feel bad. So let's do it again. We couldn't get enough money here. Let me go one step further and get you guys to really, oh, really cry out those dollars. Right. Like, every time I hear Christmas Shoes, I'm like, dang, okay. Take my, what kind of donation to make that song yeah, never that's... happen again? Well, by, that's a brilliant point. Like, are we sure that the fucking Salvation Army didn't commission the song to be made? I'm telling and, you, it's reminding you to go be a good human. Like, by the way, uh, you probably should, the bell ring, you should probably go put some money in their little kettle, because fucking this child who doesn't exist that we just made up in a goddamn sound mixing booth, their little mommy might not make it to past Christmas, so you better... In, and to my point about it being the Tiny Tim equivalent... I would much rather listen to three and a half minutes of a small child with very phlegmy coughs. I would rather listen to that for the length of the time that that song is than actually listen to Christmas Shoes. To the tune of Jingle Bells. Yeah, <laughs> I would be like, yeah, music to my ears compared by to the, goddamn Christmas Shoes. And by the way, there's another there's another song, by the way, that I, I, I am also very much aware of that got stretched out into a two-hour movie. Oh Jesus Christ! There is a Christmas okay. shoes movie. There is a is fucking it just fucking is it just fucking B roll of Auschwitz? Like what the fuck? <laughs> awesome How do you make a goddamn movie about that. I don't know. I've never oh, watched it, but like, but I know it's there. Wowzers! So, uh, well, Zach, since you gave away, since you had to give away your number one on that one, so we know where your number one is is Christmas shoes. What was your number two? Well, before I give my number two, which is technically number one at this case, as we already took out Christmas shoes, I want to throw out an honorable mention. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, not necessarily a song, but a, a particular version of a song. So the version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the Bruce Springsteen live version, oh my that's, God. A big, that's a big no for me, dog. Santa Claus is coming to town. I can't, I can't, I can't get that for that. Can I, can I tell you, great minds think alike. That is indeed also my honorable mention. We've ah! seen in the Street Band, Santa Claus is coming and, to town. And don't get me wrong, respect to Bruce Springsteen, respect right. to the East Street Band, but this is the born in the USA of Christmas songs. Right. <laughs> it goes on forever. It's yeah. very up its own ass. It's very like, like, like it. The song feels like somebody who got drunk at the Christmas party yeah. and keeps trying to, like, be deep with you and you're looking for a, a, an escape. 
Like, no, man, like, you're really killing it, though, dude. We never talk. We never talk outside of the office, man. You just seem like sick. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, where's the eggnog? No, no, come here. Seriously. Ser-. You're like, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got what you're trying to say. Same exact thing. Okay. It's like, yes, Santa Claus is coming to town. I get it. Why is this version eight minutes long? Jesus Christ. And, like, the little annoying things about it, like Bruce laughing at something that's happening yes. on stage there. Oh, like, God. For the hell of it. Uh, goddamn Clarence Clemens doing his you know, Santa Claus, ho, 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 for what feels like four minutes of an eight minute song. Yes. It's, 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 it's yeah. the worst example of what, like, not to do in a live version of a song. It's like a live version of a song can have, like, if there's, like, bonus lyrics, like, fucking, or, or, it's, or if it's dirtier, like Billy Idol used to do, he would do, like, dirtier versions of his hit songs. Perfectly acceptable. But to, like, have, like, at the beginning of the song be like, oh, Oh, this guy! No, what do you say? Huh? What'd you say? What? Bruce, we can't hear you at home. What? Oh, you can't! Oh, I'm gonna take that present. What? What is going on? I don't have context to what you're talking about, right? Why is this still left in the song? Oh, oh, nice shoes. Everybody knows those are the shoes I'm talking about. Bruce, no one knows what you're fucking talking about in the booth. Like that's ugh. So that's an honorable mention. My actual pick to go with the theme that we've discussed on this episode as problematic. Not just the the lack of rhyme scheme, although this definitely has that. But this, I believe, is the epitome, the absolute pinnacle of, holy shit, we were supposed to have a Christmas song a week ago. We have to blow something out of our butthole right now. Just get in the booth and start singing. Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. Yeah, I okay, I 100% know that song now. I just didn't know it by name, but yeah, the second the guitar kicked in, 100%. holy crap, that song's horrible. Yeah, and it's and it's got no fucking rhyme or reason to it. It's like it's like the the chorus is terrible. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, and then the lyrics are like, it's the the lyrics are all they all sound like someone is on the other side of the booth with a gun. And it's like Christmas is it what I'm saying? And Santa Claus is coming right here and fucking have some Christmas cake and then fucking better have some cookies now. Fucking there's a Christmas tree. Fuck oh shit, he's got a gun. Fucking wrap the gift right now. Holy shit, it's Christmas time. That's the whole goddamn song, start to finish, and it's fucking horrible. Meanwhile, somebody in the like in the band, like on the guitar, is just like there's tears streaming down their face. It's like, please make us don't let us keep playing. <laughs> don't make us play this anymore. This doesn't even sound like a Christmas song. Well, we'll put some fucking bells in the background. How about that? Like that's what that whole song sounds. It's the goddamn worst. It's the only song that we have talked about. That I will change the station. I will even sit through Christmas shoes and roll my eyes and make jerk-off hand motions. If Christmas wrapping by the waitresses comes on, I will change the fucking channel. I cannot stand that song. And it's like 11 and a half minutes long. It goes on forever. It is Christmas, the ADHD version. Yeah, basically. what happened? This, these people didn't take their Redland today. Like, it's a little bit nuts. And you're right. It is by far, the reason I couldn't remember its title 
is because I so rarely will stay on it right. that I have seen the title. I'll be like, oh, God, got to go. If, if, I, if I may, can, may I read some lyrics real quick? Sure. Yeah. Uh, ski shop encounter most interesting had his number but never the time. Most of 81 passed along those lines. So deck those halls, trim those trees, raise up cups of Christmas cheer. That sounds like fucking Scrabble threw up on a fucking, on a keyboard. Like that means nothing. Nothing that, not, what the fuck are they talking about? These are like, I fit words to where the lyrics, where the music was. Like we had, we already had music. Let's right. try to. Lapping. You just had to fill in the gaps. Like, okay, the tempo was bum 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 bum. Just fill, yeah. just say something. Okay, fucking here's a skiing shop. Like, oh, perfect, you got it. I, I think I think I figured it out because this was written in the eighties. Yeah. Mad Libs were a really big thing. I think this was just Mad Lib that somebody. Mad Libs and cocaine. That's the only way I could explain this. And it's like it's so unnaturally long that you're yes. like, did they play it twice? Right. What happened? <laughs> it absolutely is what I like. Did it? Did someone hit repeat? Did it start over? Why the fuck is this show going? The DJ didn't die accidentally. He cooked just an entire out. meal for the entire family, and the song is still playing. How? What is? Did it's someone so sit on the remote? What is happening? Every one of us has changed the channel. Right. Another song will have played. And we'll go back, and that song's still on. Yeah, it's still going. That's the why, entire you know, the entire family has converted to Judaism, so we <laughs> no longer have to celebrate the holiday in which this song makes a passing reference to. That's oh. how long this song is. <laughs> well, my number one. Number one was oh, I've done my number two. Oh, you haven't done your number no, two you yet. No, you keep could wanting. You, to... Could you come along, sir? I'm trying. You. Jeez. <laughs> might be the only so, time I'm rushing you so. in life. Okay, then let me get to it. Jeez. You spent 20 minutes talking to me about how I haven't said it yet. Um, two songs make me, for Christmas, physically angry. Um, legitimately, like, punch the radio angry. One is obviously my number one that we already started to talk about, and I'll rant about it in a minute. Uh, but my number two is the Christmas song, Don't Be Late, by Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> Anytime there's an Alvin and a Chipmunk song, no matter what it is, it's fucking annoying. But this one is like it's it's just high pitched, annoying, goddamn saccharine sweet. The song gives me diabetes and anger. It's just a it's just a horrible combination of rage and sweetness, and that song can go directly to hell. And I want to meet. Uh, you know, uh, Dave, whoever it is, who is taking care of them and call him into animal control for having wild animals as pets and teaching them to sing and send him directly to hell for that. Cause that song sucks. Now, interestingly um, enough, much like your shocking revelation about Christmas shoes, I give this one a pass because of the, uh, Pat Oswald bit about if he had it on, uh, vinyl as a kid. And if you, drop the 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 play speed on the record player and play it instead of Alvin and the Chipmunks it sounds like three normal guys singing about christmas and then the devil talks back <laughs> christmas christmas time is here 
Time for toys and time for cheer. That's the only reason why I get a pass. Because when I hear that song, I just laugh about that. I'm like, oh, here comes the devil. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look that bit up later. So, okay, honey, what's your what's your number one? Christmas song by Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> Way to take all the air out of my balloon. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Just just shriveled up and died right there. Like when you're listening to that song, right. Your little tiny heart shrivels up and dies. It's awful. I don't. If there, if there is a way to kill my Christmas cheer, please put on Alvin in the Chipmunks. By Chip. all means, Crumpus has happened. Like I'm coming for the Chipmunks. Is all I'm saying. Like I cannot wait to put those Chipmunks in a bag and beat them with a stick. <laughs> what are we doing? Why do we even let our children watch this? This is not entertainment for anyone involved. Just stop. Like. I never again want to ever know that exists. Like, I just want it to disappear into the ether of things that we never have to go back to. Like, stop harassing children into this. Our kids hate it, which is impressive because they sing the sh- out of some terrible songs, okay? Like, look, Baby Shark is, like, a thing because we like terrible songs. Except this one. It's ear-piercing. You're like, why are they so high-pitched? Right. Shut up. Like, it's awful. It's like, we get it, you're chipmunks. Stop. Oh, it's so bad. And then you're like, oh, and they made girl chipmunks. Like, it's too much. It's too much. Just burn it all. It's horrible. And Burn it all. And a close second, and my favorable mention, which is really sad for me, because he's a wonderful human being, is uh, Bob Dylan. So his Christmas song made me sad. Yeah, it's up there in, like, the, hey... I didn't come here to be depressed kind of Christmas. It's just, I don't know. Must Be Santa is a terrible song, too. <laughs> and so it's on my it's on my one and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Sacramento, what is your number one? Well, mine was Christmas Shoes, which we already shit all over. And then, so, and then mine, obviously, like we talked about, we briefly talked about at the beginning of this was It's Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney, who... Um, I am of the belief that um, back in the day, there was a big belief that Paul McCartney had died mm-hmm. um, and was, you know, replaced by somebody else in the Beatles. Um, I feel like there's actually some partial truth to that. I think Paul McCartney did indeed die. He sold his soul to Satan to come back. Uh, and one of the things that he had to do in selling his soul was write the soul-sucking, god-awful, fucking Christmas song, Wonderful Christmas Time, and inflict it upon us like a goddamn plague. <laughs> I hate it. It's god-awful. And I love Paul McCartney. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Paul McCartney fan. I don't think there's a lot of bad music Paul McCartney has written, except for this and maybe Say, Say, Say with him and, and <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Both okay, those songs, exactly. like, oh. songs could go directly to hell do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars wonderful christmas time is a blight on your family a blight on his cow he should be totally shamed in public for many many years 
for this horrible, god awful song. And if he ever, for some reason, got around to playing it live, that'd be the only time I would want to throw something at him: rotten fruit, um, <laughs> other people, the decomposing corpse, fair. John Lennon. I don't care. I will throw something at him because fuck him for this god awful song. How dare you, sir? I say good day. All the songs on this list are god awful. Right. That one. <laughs> like, that one makes me seriously like. I know. Just angry. Like when it comes on the radio and I don't like I'm like in traffic and I can't change it. That's like serious anger mode right there. That I'm like, oh my god. I it, it, like once again. It's like I'm going to drive into a phone pole. I would rather drive into a phone pole. It, like I'd rather take off my seatbelt while driving, take off a phone pole, and go through the windshield than listen to the fucking wonderful Christmas time. That's More how bad so that than is. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes. I guess. Oh. I would rather have Alvin. Oh. And, I would rather have Alvin and the Chipmunks stapled to my chest singing it <laughs> than to actually listen to Wonderful Christmas Time. The actual Chipmunks are like just a like a phone that's got it on repeat. Like <laughs> that's awful. Because either oh, way, yeah. no good having it stapled to your chest. But like if it's actual Chipmunks, like that's brutal. Right. <laughs> so, Luna, what? What is your uh, if you've got a list of like top three or whatever? What are what are your Christmas most horrible hated Christmas songs ever? Well, most of mine are like the shitty kid ones. Like fuck, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Okay. Fuck good. the Christmas shoes. Um, fuck, I will, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Oh my god. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. My two front teeth. See my two front teeth. So I feel like all of those can kind of be like crossed off the list because it's like shitty kid Christmas songs. Um, but mine is the fucking Bono one. I can never remember what it's called. Do they know it's Christmas? Do they know it's Christmas? I fucking hate that song. Yeah. They don't. They don't practice Christianity. Why would they know it's Christmas? Like, no. Fuck Bono anyway and super duper fuck that song. Fuck Bono. And the funny part is Bono's only a small part of that song. He's only like a couple lyrics. It's not an entire Bono song, but... I feel played... like he's the one who brought everybody together. He was the glue. Yeah, like I said, the kid ones, because the fucking hippopotamus, like, just punched me right in the face. And uh, <laughs> again, with the two front teeth. Like, what? Like, the first time you hear it, you're like, oh, that's cute. And, like, fucking grandma got run over by a reindeer and shit like that. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. And then it's like, anytime I've heard it after the first time I've heard it, I just hate it exponentially more. <laughs> by the way, you know another great kitty song that can, can go right to hell, too? I guess I'll make this an honorable mention as well. Would be the Jackson Five version of Santa Claus, or um, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Really, not a Jackson Five fan. I'm a, no, I'm a huge. Or just Jackson not that fan. song. I just don't like that. I just like uh, that. Song. I feel like I have a love hate relationship with that song because I've heard it every year of my life. Right. It's not like there was no <laughs> way out of Motown Christmas music. Okay, like there was, <laughs> and then and I was arguing earlier with Chad. That there's some songs that aren't about Christmas that get thrown into Christmas time, like oh, December, totally. like and December. like uh, my favorite things from The Sound of Music. Not a Christmas song, but for whatever reason, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, let's play it at Christmas," and I'm like, "No, no, no, no." Exactly. I'm just I'm not a fan of you just trying to slip some stuff in just because you're trying to fill by your way, block of time. By the way, big block, <laughs> big song. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to slide it in on the DL. You better let me know. I don't want right. to. So yeah, that that's a problem. Problem. 
But yeah, well, I've seen uh, somebody post about the I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, like about the song in general. And they were like, oh, well, like it it never occurred to me that like the dad was dressed as Santa. I just assumed that mom was having an affair. And I was like, that was totally my first thought, too. And that probably says a lot about my childhood. Yeah, well, I was like, whoops. Anyone assumes she's kissing her husband. I don't know if anyone in that song. No, like, I think that's supposed to be the idea. Is that... As a child, I was like, oh, she's kissing Santa. Santa's the man. He right, because, like, whose fucking dad dresses up as Santa Claus? Like, that's so much work for, like, oh, the kid might wake up while we're putting presents under the tree. Like, why would you go through all that effort? That's like a sitcom I, situation. Well, I got slightly less like, effort than exactly. I saw Mama cucking Dad out in front of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't Definitely. know, maybe it was Tim Allen Santa Claus. Oh, boy. I think you have a new Christmas classic on your hands there, sir. There I you saw- go. I was not prepared for any of this. Just thank everybody and let's... Before you do that, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid woman, let me have you yeah. do this. Uh, go ahead and get uh, your fully gimmick shit in. Oh, dude, man. Uh, well, we've been a little quiet lately just because I'm trying to bust ass and get all of these orders out before Christmas. Um, but we're working on some cool stuff, obviously, because we're getting a shitload of stuff out the door. Um, but we definitely have some new announcements and releases coming up. Um, our biggest thing is we're gearing up for the next Punk Pro Show in January, which is going to be fucking awesome. And um, a little further out, but still super hyped for WrestleMania weekend. Um, so yeah, that's fun stuff coming up. So hang out on our social media. We'll be posting updates and uh, all kinds of fun stuff for new releases or anything relating to Punk Pro goodness. And then wrestling, uh, DWN, uh, DWNRN. Uh, on Twitter, follow the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network, uh, follow IndieCast everywhere, basically like, subscribe, you know the whole drill. Don't You don't have to have me go through all of it. Um, just go like, and tell a friend, goddamn, and go review. Go review <laughs> us as well. Go on to wherever you're listening right now, and put up a fucking five-star review and tell people how much you love the show. Hell yeah, tell them we're funny. We want more people to hear it. So, um, um, okay, well it is uh, the week before so hopefully everybody has taken time out of their busy-ass fucking prep for Christmas schedule to listen to our show. We super-duper appreciate it. And on behalf of the IndieCast, can't think of anything better than Duchess on Gingerbread. That was such a good one. Um, good. Run with it. I don't care. Okay, yeah. Still uh, still festively Duchess on Gingerbread. Uh, I am, I'm going to be Clausulus Maximus today. Oh, okay. Okay. I like it. Booby kiss. Like booby chocolate kisses, cookies. <laughs> what the fuck? What? You're like what? a whole dessert tray. I love it. I, right. I know where you were going, but boy, was that a long way around for it. <laughs> Holy Jesus. <laughs> You're asking a lot of me. I'm the sexually aggressive misfit elf. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All he wanted to be was a dentist, goddammit. I know. So, yeah, her resurrection oh. lasted more than four hours. There you go. That's right. Uh, and in and until next time, everybody, we uh, we always say, deuces, deuces. ho, ho, ho. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has been a horrible decision. It's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are more touching wieners, touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina. What the fuck is going on? Okay, first, well, obviously, she's hot. Shut my ball, son of a bitch. I put the mansion over big. And you can mail my check for $50 through the Sportatorium. Yeah.